Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Good evening and welcome to the Speedway Tavern. Tonight we have got with us our old friend Matt Buck. Good evening. Uh, even older friend, <laughs> Webby Brown, Chris Webby Brown. At least I'll get here on time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wondered how long it was going to take. I literally arrived in the show literally. three minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Less said, soon, soonest mended. Is that your lines you're writing then, is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a lot written. <laughs> How was your game of bowls, by the way? <laughs> is this what you're referring to? It is, yes. <laughs> well, good evening, everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll continue while... Uh, oh, yeah, Wendy Jane Barnett says, Speak up, Webby. Interesting, she says Webby, doesn't she? Yeah. Just say either of us pay, so. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, I, I guess we'd better start the show um, with the sad news of Phil Rising passing away. Yeah, very sad news. Um, I didn't even know Phil had been ill, to be honest. Um, this obviously came a bit out of the blue. Obviously, those who would have, who'd have known him would have, would have known a bit more. Um, but, you know, in terms of... You know, obviously he never raced or anything like that, but in, in spirit terms, a, a giant of, um, you know, journalistic view. Mm. You know, editor of the Speedway Star for, for many, many years. Um, very passionate about his Speedway. Uh, was, very for, was very forthright in his opinion as well. He, he, you know, he made it clear many times in, his, in the editor of his, of his Speedway Star that, um, you know, he didn't approve of a lot of things that were going on mm-hmm. in the sport. Um which maybe occasionally brought him into conflict with, with one or two of the, the promoters. But, uh, yeah, a, a sad passing, you know, was, you know, he would have you know seen so many great, you know, events, you know, world finals and world team cups so, in yeah. the 70s and 80s and, you know, working as a as a journalist. Um, 
I think was did he work for a brief time for the Daily Mirror as well? It might have I been. Probably so, one of the yeah. da- it was yeah. one of the nationals. Yeah. I know that. It so, did yeah. So uh, a, a life very much, a life very much in Speedway. So you know, obviously our hearts go out to Phil's family and friends, and of course Absolutely. his colleagues at the Speedway Star. And of course, I'm sure there'll be a, a, a full. You know, reflection on his life in the weeks to come in Sweden. So I would have thought so, and, and I would say that probably the best way of memori- memorizing him, remembering him, is what I'm trying to say, um, is to go out and buy that Speedway stuff. Absolutely, yeah. So, there you go. Um, okay, so we both watched a couple of matches this week. Mm-hmm. How did your... I, did, I don't even know how Wolves did, to be honest. Uh, fair, well, say so fairly comfortable win against Kingsden. Kingsden put up a, a really good fight, to be honest. It was very difficult conditions. You know, we had torrential rain in the hours leading up to the meeting and the track was very, very, you know, slimy and, and sticky. Um, so that sort of levelled it up a little bit. There was never any chance, I don't think, of Kingsden winning the meeting because they just weren't strong enough in the at the top end. But they certainly put up a really good fight. Um, but in the end... Uh, Fairly comfortable win for Wolves by 14 points. Um, it's good to see Brock Nickel after a few weeks struggling a little bit. You know, one of his first two races there, picking mm-hmm. up seven points in, in the end. Uh, so that was good to see. But it's a result that uh, strengthens Wolves' position at the top of the Premiership, of course. Peterborough, of course, winning at Bellevue as well last night, which didn't really surprise me, to be honest. No, you, I think you might have predicted mm-hmm. that, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you did. I'm not sure. You did the uh, British. You did the predictions last week, didn't you? Because I think you missed a meeting out. So I think you missed out the Ipswich Sheffield meeting. Did I? Yeah. That was his fault. That was his fault. <laughs> well, you were raising him, so. <laughs> um, so okay. well, yeah. So if anybody's wondering if that's that's why um, any results for that meeting didn't appear on there, because uh, I mean, I, I looked, I watched back through the feed and uh, didn't see that meeting get mentioned at all. So. And of so. course, a big meeting for Birmingham last week. Um, I think it's safe to say it's a good crowd. Very good crowd. Um, I wasn't sure with about 10, 15 minutes to go. It still looked, yeah, it looked yeah. better, but you know, not not massively better. But they suddenly, it, it does seem to be the white Perry Bar. They always seem to turn up late, don't they? And of course, yeah. the meeting got, uh, you know, it was a perfect meeting really for a big crowd, wasn't it? Some great racing, last eight decider, last eight decider. and of course a home win, which was. Which is really good. Um, some good racing. I was. Well. A, I've got to be honest. From a Ken point of view, I was a little bit surprised that it's put Scott Nichols in the last seat because I don't think Scott rode particularly well. No, I don't. I think would have put did. Paul Stark in myself. Mm. I think you know Paul Stark, obviously, you know former Birmingham rider for you know albeit a few months, but, uh, then, but knows on, the track very well and is having a very good season. On the other side, Ashley Morris. I was surprised to see Ashley Morris in yeah. the heat fifteen as well, but um, it was the right choice in the end. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, oh, uh, apparently Ipswich versus Sheffield was arranged to like. Yes, that's why it was not, sir. So, not my fault. You blowing the BSPA board? Well, BSPL by any chance? I'm bound for most things. Um, <laughs> can, can anybody hear me now? No? Are you able to hear? Oh, we can't hear you. I can't hear you, no. Uh, to be honest, it's an improvement, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Rich Thomas says, Evening, how was Birmingham's crowd? Very good. Big. <laughs> but it needs, to be, it needs to be like that, you know. That's the, the problem. Yeah, yeah. I think it will be a good crowd tomorrow because I think Leicester will bring, bring quite a few, a few up, quite yeah. a few across from the East Midlands, and, and that's going to be a tough meeting. That's given, going to. It's got the potential to be a cracker, hasn't yeah, it? You know? Given what happened at Leicester, I think we owe them one. Yeah, I, <sighs> I think that might have been in the back of the minds of the Birmingham Road, just to be honest, on mm. on Wednesday, because I mean I spoke to a couple of them and 
it's fair to say they were they were quite embarrassed really about how you mm. know poor the performance was over oh. at Leicester. They needed to be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. But talking about an embarrassing performances, did you catch the Newcastle? Um, Paul results. Yeah, that was a shame that was there because again they again Newcastle have you know, put out an appeal to you know to try and get more fans in. They did get a much bigger crowd and I suppose from Newcastle's perspective, fortunately they redeemed themselves in the second meeting against Plymouth with a victory. Yeah. Um but well, you know, I think way, yeah. from what I've from what I've read in the last twenty four hours I believe that, you know, Newcastle have secured racing and seen the season out, which is which is Great fantastic, news. you know. Well, hopefully, hopefully, it's going to be the same for for Birmingham because yeah. you know two two big cities that you know have got a rich tradition for the sport. It'd be Absolutely. a real shame to see them go. Obviously, I hope more than anything that Birmingham continues. But <coughs> we feel I feel like we're we're sort of on a tightrope with the sword of Damocles above us at the moment. Yeah, know? I think last last, but it's certainly. You know the, the worry. The worry that you, is possibly that people might think, "Well, I've been to one match. That'll, you know, mm. that'll that'll sort all the problems out." It certainly won't. They're going to need the crowds to be substantial like that for the rest of the season. I think. So all you Bromish supporters out there, get down there. It was great to see. Um, I'll come to that in a minute. Uh, it's great to see so many youngsters there yesterday. Uh, yesterday, last week. I can tell I've just got here five minutes yeah. ago, can't I? <laughs> It was so good to see so many um, yeah. kids there. Birmingham, Birmingham uh, certainly since the Masons have been there, have been one of the best clubs, I think, for trying to bring yeah. younger supporters in because that's always been one thing that's been levelled at, particularly at Birmingham. I suppose really with the the twenty year, the twenty one year absence was it of the sport in in the second mm-hmm. city that that you know meant that there was a whole generation of, of Birmingham fans. Although in saying that, you know, it's is it 14, 15 years since the Brummies reopened, that's enough time really to have, to have built up a new fan base. You would have thought so. Yeah. Um, we probably should be sponsored by Saga. Anyway. No. <laughs> you should. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You I'm see it as a Saga, yeah. is it? Or? <laughs> you can't hear me now, can you? Can you still hear me? Can you hear me at all? No, no, no. it's not happening. Uh, God. There's always something wrong, isn't there? Yeah, if there's a lot of people turning up the okay. yeah. <laughs> Uh What's the view of the light Leicester change tomorrow night from Simon Corbett? Oh. Has that been... I, I know the, the official story is that it's because, you know, they're trying to catch up with league meetings, but <laughs> is it maybe as well because they know that Leicester will bring a few over? That's, that's got to have played and that's yeah, got to have played a part. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, all, all I can tell you is, or all I can say really is that Edinburgh seem to have agreed to it because we've, yep. we've thanked them very, very much for it. Um, if there's any Edinburgh fans out there that have brought tickets or booked accommodation, I'd they'll be disappointed. I think, won't yeah. they? So it's, it's a bit, you know, late, uh, late in the day for doing that, but. Um, but I guess it's backs against the wall time. Yeah, and I guess Edinburgh would Edinburgh generally do travel well, don't they? Because mm. you know they're obviously they having do. a very good season as well themselves. So, so yeah, I mean it's <coughs> it's one of them. I think um, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think the the whole crowd thing's played a part in it. If I'm honest, yeah. So. Uh, and Brian Buck says, "Can I wish two Brummies? And that's all I can say. <laughs> Ah, can I wish two Brummy stalwarts a very happy birthday 
for later this month. Arthur Payne, who is the oldest surviving ex-Birmingham rider, will be 98 on August the 28th. And Harry Bastable will be 93 two days afterwards. No, you can't. Yeah. So, happy birthday, by the God. Happy birthday, yeah. Two stalwarts of the sport. Mm. Shall we uh, move on to... Uh, uh, what I should say, because I don't know how many of you out there will have heard what Webby said, is that we would really, really love your um, input, either on Facebook or Twitter, I believe we're on, and um, YouTube and Facebook. Um, yeah, and we'll read your comments as, as we always do. Shall we talk about the uh, GP? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. <coughs> no. No. <laughs> You have, to, um, you have turned it on, haven't you, by the way? Ended up with a one-point lead uh, for Schmarslik mm-hmm. over Laguta, who's uh, come back into it. Yeah, and I was just saying, I, mean, I, I, I watched the waiting with my dad and my brother, and my brother made quite a, you know, an astute comment about um, Arsene Laguta, and it'd be interesting to hear what Crowley fans have to think about we have to say about this that yeah Laguta reminds him very much of very Gunnison we heard that we all heard oh. that yeah okay. we're, and we're all surprised that you can count that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah so we said reminds him very much of of, of Eric Gunnison not in, ter- in terms of his fast gating and sort of style of and how he looks on the bike so be interesting to give any Crowley fans who are listening to they, whether they think of that I mean obviously that's that's very high price you know, I, I will w- watch, re-watch the Grand Prix now with yeah. that in mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah to be honest I mean I only watched the second meeting but the the racing wasn't particularly great I don't think um, no. although the final was a the good final, final was very good mm. um, I don't very often see Schmarslick past yeah to be honest I mean I I actually thought I thought Laguta would win, but I thought Laguta would win because he would jump out because he was you know he was when he gets out of the gate he's just such a difficult rider to catch. I, mm. did, I certainly didn't have him reeling in Smallsley no. from the back. No, um, but I think you know Smallsley's obviously still in a, in a you know a fairly strong position. I beat, beat he's only a point lead, but he's obviously got some momentum. You know, yeah. those winning those three JPs in a row. The big shot for me it was Magic Yanovsky, who was you know that's just been said actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what's happened to Yanovsky because you know a few weeks ago he was barely dropping a point, was he in Poland? That's right. Yeah. Um, and he's you know two bad JPs have probably put him out of the race. To be honest, unless he can never. Do you think it was the track? Because it must have been it was quite a different track to the other. Yeah, tracks maybe a little bit. Like. I don't know what his records like at um, at Lublin. I think Lublin have only been in the top league in in Poland for the last year or so. So, mm. yeah, maybe it's a track that, uh, but, you know, then again, you know, a rider of his experience should be able to do the business on, on all types of tracks, to be honest. You would have thought yeah. so. Yeah. And it's not, it wouldn't have come as a surprise to me. We'll have ridden that track yeah, a few times. Up yeah. By now. Um, yeah. Who knows what happened. Yeah. A bit of a dis- another disappointing night, I think, for Ty again. Um oh. Should say happy birthday to Todd, by the way. Thirty-one today, so good God! Uh, um, I can still remember him. There's this little teenager thing coming to Perry Bar saying he was going to beat Jason Lyons. Yeah, during the war, and then didn't because <laughs> yeah. he went, ended up in the fence. <laughs> yeah. Um, as yeah, I, as I, I, I was saying, anyway, <clears throat> as I was saying, oh, <clears throat> oh, he's back. So, as I was saying, before my phantom power decided to unphantomize. <laughs> what? 
You can join in on Facebook, on all good Facebook pages and groups, uh, or you can search for us on UK, search for UK Speedway Tavern, also on YouTube, Speedway Tavern, and also on Twitter, UK Speedway Tavern. Join in, please join in. Uh, and if you want to phone in, uh, just message me during the show, and we'll call you back and it won't cost you a penny. Because it's all coming out of Mike's pages. We'd love somebody to phone him because he's itching to to try his new gadget. Well, we did there. last night. It, was, it worked, worked fine. <laughs> Everything worked fine tonight. Last night. Yeah. <laughs> Till you came in. Everybody said it's, them on time for a start. Yeah. Is, is that why yeah. I've got lots of little messages all over everything here? <laughs> yeah. I had to do that last night for Nick. He's not, he's not the brightest. <laughs> well, he's a Birmingham City supporter. Exactly. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Where was we? I thought it was a slightly better performance by Ty in in the sense that he was making better gates. Was making better gates, but mm. again, didn't get to a final, did he? No, so. no. He, and I mean, he, he, by his own um, sort of admission, he hadn't got a lot of speed. Yeah, that's um, the thing. That's the thing. He doesn't look quick, does he? Either. No. You know, a couple of years ago, when he when he won his last championship, he looked look, even when he was missing, even when he was missing starts, you thought he was going to just round everybody up but you just don't see that at the mm. moment um, I don't know I don't know whether there's, there's other things in his life at the moment there obviously he's got a family now and I think he's in the throes of I don't know whether he still is in the throes of, of you know building his own house so and he's just come back from an injury of course yeah of course which, um, which yeah. has probably played more than a little part in that yeah he just, seem, he just seems to have lost his edge a little bit so I certainly wouldn't be on the on the looking on the ways of um Writing him off because you never write rider of that of that quality, mm. but he's really going to have to raise his game. I think if he's going to get because at, at the moment, to be honest, it probably looks a two horse race. I think you know you know obviously um, Smarslick and uh, Lagusa one point between them. I think Freddie Lingland's twenty points behind them in mm. third. So. I mean, we're about we're about halfway through. Yeah, now, about halfway right? through. Yeah, so. so it's it's yeah it's getting to the end of uh, any chances for somebody to. Come up from yeah. Behind, they're going to have to. Someone, whoever, anybody from <clears throat> outside of that top two is going to get into it now. They need to get two big, big results mm. in uh, in Melilla. And uh, Robert Lambert, what's how do you think he's going in his first GP? Uh, I think he'll be disappointed so far. To be mm. honest, um, he's just. I think he's he's just found it very, very. He was always going to find it. Of course, difficult. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know he had a great year last year. Of course, with him winning the European yeah, Championship, yeah. which was fantastic. But um, I think ultimately he'll be a bit disappointed with how with how he's gone so far. Uh, you know, it's all it's all experience. I think for Robert, he's just, you know he's got a lot of learning to do at that level. Um, and I think you know we remember how Ty Wufferton really struggled in his first season in the in the GP. Exactly, went away, went yeah. away for two, went away for two or three years, and then mm. came back and. You know, the second year back, he he won the championship. So there's a lot there's a lot of time to go for for Robert Lambert. I think so. He's certainly a quality rider, but it's interesting. It's obviously not going well from in Poland. Yeah, full stop. Because he's just on, um, left his club in Poland, hasn't he? Yeah, I wonder um, whether he might uh, possibly end up back at Kingsland. I think that I think everybody at Kingsland would be hoping for that. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, they've signed everybody else Kingsland yeah. so far, haven't they? So, oh. It drinks uh, no, drink service, yeah. Well. Where's your white towel in your tuxedo? And <laughs> your penguin suit. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, where were you? It's totally thrown me now. Um, Paul Redcar off tomorrow night. Yep. 
Just saying that. Uh, why is Paul Redcar off tomorrow night? Oh, yes, please, that, please, please let us know. Yeah, Thank is you. Is that a weather thing? Well, it's interesting. Eastbourne Birmingham was called off on Thursday, wasn't it? For the weather. Yeah. Um, but I think there were other factors hmm. involved in that. Um, what are their crowds been like, Eastbourne? Yeah, Eastbourne, yeah, I don't think... Um, hopefully somebody out there may be, be able to tell us, but I don't think they've been that good from what I gather from reading their um, sort of press release. Yeah. Over why the, the Birmingham match wasn't going ahead. Is this season going to get finished properly? I mean... Well, a- listen, it was always going to be a season to get through, wasn't it? Because, mm. you know, shorter season... Um, I think any promoter that thought that the uh, that clubs were just going to be able to pick up where they left off after eighteen months of no action um, was, you know, sort of kidding themselves a little bit. I think it was always going to be difficult. Um, of course, you know, my club obviously had its problems earlier in the season with, you know, simply through the number of people that were allowed into the into the stadium, just not really making it. To, Financially viable, although obviously the crowds have been a lot better since the restrictions were lifted. Um, obviously, Birmingham have had their problems, as we know. Mm-hmm. Newcastle, of course, have had their problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been difficult for a lot of these a lot of these clubs. To be honest, there's there's a lot of rumours. I think still doing the rounds about Pool as well about for their for their future. You know, obviously the uh, exactly the, yeah. in regards to the the owners of the the stadium. So yeah, it's. <sighs> We've had a few people um, to let us know what's going on at Paul. Uh, apparently, it's a COVID problem. Yeah. Um, with Keyholder and other stuff uh, from Lawrence and Simon Corbett as well. Isn't it strange? Um, but you, you were saying at one stage, "Is this season ever going to start?" Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're wondering if it's going to get to the end. Uh, would you like to? Spuddy's joined us. Would you like to evening, read his comment now, now that you're back with us? Yep. Yeah, evening, chaps. <laughs> well, I was here a long time before you were. But this one. Evening, chaps. Bit late joining tonight. I uh, was meant to have a meeting with Wolverhampton Cubs on the Speedway Challenge game. However, typically just before the game time, game, just before the start time, the game server has gone down and we can't race. So here we are. Can catch at least half the show live. Well, you're, you're, you're not the only one to join yeah. late tonight, Dylan. You haven't missed a lot. He's not the only one to join late, is he, bro? Oh, so, yeah. Because yeah, the, the <laughs> Mike gets to his age, so he needs a bit of an extra kip. So uh, he overslept a bit. Uh, Josh Pickering is the most entertaining rider been to Kings Lynn this season. Was like a young Darcy Ward. I tell you, who impressed me last night at Mamba. Casper Anderson. I don't think they utilised him enough right. from reserve because he was... Yeah, I, I've seen a little bit of him. He yeah, looks quite yeah, good. Yeah, he really did adapt to the track. And, you know, it was the same in the... It was difficult conditions. It was no, by no means unrideable last night, Mamba, but you know, it was it was very, 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 very slushy. Um, shame, really, because obviously after the last you know th- two or three weeks where the racing's been superb, it sort of took... It, you know, it, it did, did liven up towards the end. Of, there was a couple of good races towards the end of the meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he he definitely you know impressed me last night. Kingsley, as I say, Kingsley rode very well. I thought, you know, I thought they really did. They, they gave a really spirited account of themselves, to be honest. Because they made a few changes, haven't they? Did they seem to make a difference? Do you think? Um, 
I think if that meeting had been ridden a few weeks earlier, I don't think Kingsley would have been anywhere near as... Mm-hmm. as I mean, listen, listen, they were never going to win the meeting, as I say, because they just, you know, at the top end, they just didn't have the, the strength oh, yeah. in relation to what they were up against. Um, but, you know, as I say, they did OK last night, and it, it's good to say as well that, they're, you know, they're at least starting to show us some, some fight because, you know, it's it's been a real rotten season for them so far. Well, they need to, they, yeah. they really need to. Uh, yeah, so there's a couple of riders actually that I would love to know how, how they did, particularly as Buddy's mentioned, Leon Flint. Yeah, he really looked down last night. Mm. Leon did. Obviously, he had that, that last race where he didn't even leave the start line. Um, Ouch. It's 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 tough for for Leon. You know, he's you know, I mean, we both know him. He's a he's a really smashing lad. Very very talented. Got a lot of promise. And I think he's got the potential to go a long way in the sport. Um, it's it's tough at this level. Mm. He probably really isn't ready for this level quite yet. To be honest, he maybe needs a couple more years of experience in the championship. To be honest, um, but he'll learn. He'll learn, he'll learn. From the experience. Yeah, so. he'll learn, and you know he's a legitimate, you know, rising star. You know, I mean, nothing against um, Tom Bacon. You mm. know, as I say, you know, obviously we both know Tom as well. Tom was 27 years old, so it's pushing a little bit to have said he was a, a rising star. Quite. But Leon, <clears throat> Leon definitely is. You know, he's. I saw enough of him in that season that he had a, a Perry Bar a couple of years ago to suggest he, that he's got. He learned a so lot of, quick. He learned so quick as well. Mm. It was a tough year for him. You know, obviously he was very close to Mitchell Darby, mm-hmm. and Mitchell, of course, had his his awful crash at Perry Bar, and that I think, and obviously. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I was there, and he, he was on, he yeah. was in bits, um, but, but then went on and didn't get beaten by another rider for the rest of the night, which was yeah. just yeah. Unbelievable. I, just, I just you know, as I say, I just hope it doesn't batter his confidence too much. I mean, it's right what Dylan said there. You know, he's he, he's in a he's in a team where there's a terrific team spirit, and all, all the walls rods on will will all get behind him and, and help him through this because he is falling in the bass a little bit. Tough at the moment. I think what probably hasn't helped him was the fact that he was looked so impressive in those first couple of meetings, and I think a lot of people thought he was going to just kick on, carry that yeah. on. But I, I suppose a lot of that really was the adrenaline and the excitement of you know being part of a team in the top flight, especially one that's top of the league. But it's sort of plateaued out a little bit for him now. But he'll come back. He'll, you know, he's a, he's a good character, and he'll come back stronger, definitely. Absolutely, and yes, I, I mean Wolverhampton fans don't. Don't ever give up on Leon Flint. No. Flint. A lot of talent there. Did uh, a certain Mr. Riss ride last night? Uh, yes, he did. He didn't. It wasn't probably wasn't one of his best performances, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Just have a little look at me uh, program. I should have this up, shouldn't I? Really. Well, uh, at least you've you've tried. Yeah. Some some of us have tried to uh, you know, prepare for the show. Tried uh, what? Patience. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, six from right four rides for. Eric Riss, no race winners. Um, he has done well at Mummer in the past, to be honest. Both, right. so but both. Obviously, he's got the the family, you know, history there. Obviously, with his father having ridden for the club back in the eighties. Um, so yeah, he, he you know, he, I mean, he had a tough night at Perry Bar last week, didn't he? He started he, off he like started, a steam train. He did. But, he started as you say, like a steam train, and then it didn't. He he was. He wasn't pleased with being nearly shoved in the fence at one point. No, I don't think he was, to be honest. I could see from his uh, um, his body language that he wasn't, it wasn't terribly pleased, uh, pleased and, with and that. And neither do I blame him, to be honest. <laughs> it was a tough piece of riding, wasn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, Mr Anderson, I believe. 
Or maybe not looking from your. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for his, uh, his face for a. Yes, he is. No, he isn't. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It would be the sort of mood that he would produce. But anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the Leicester match where a similar thing happened at the Leicester match. That's yeah. why I'm getting confused. Right, okay. I do beg. I do beg my pardon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Who, who was late again? Yeah, exactly. um, and Dylan Spuddy Hodgetts is back on bragging again. He says, I was in a catch-22 situation in Heat 15 last night. I was gutted Luke didn't get his maximum, but I was buzzing with the 4-2, meaning I got the score prediction for this spot on. And he also says that he thought Eric looked better last night than he has for most of the season. He looked to have speed last night. He just didn't do too much if he missed the gate. Talking about being shoved in the fence, I can imagine Rory wasn't too impressed with Thomas Jorgensen for nearly putting him through. I don't through think he was to be. I don't think he was to be 13. honest. You know, I mean, obviously Rory's. That's. I mean, obviously this is going to be Rory's last season, so mm. he's. You know, he's not going to. He's all. He's always been a very. Um, Combative rider, anyway, isn't he, Rory Sly? You know, yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, he's fair, I think. F- fair, I think, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, he doesn't. He's not someone who isn't frightened of uh, voicing his yeah, opinions. Getting, to yeah, be honest, yeah. but uh, you know, he's been a very, very good servant of British Spurs, and you know, it'd be great for him if he could, you know, bow out with a, another late championship at the top level. I'm not yeah. sure I agree with that. Yeah, just on on what, what Dylan's saying there. I mean, Luke Beck is having a fantastic season. He really is. Um, you know, he's got he's got so much potential. You know, and he was very very highly rated when he first came over. Anyway, and he made such a big impression in that first season with Wolves. And um, you know, he's he's got the. You know, it's been a lo- it's been a long long time, hasn't it, since the the Americans brought through a, a rider that you felt absolutely. Could go on, and this guy could go on to be a real top-class superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got the—he's certainly got the potential to do that. He's, he's obviously having a very, very good season on the continent as well. Um, yeah, yeah, so they've obviously got the—they've got—they've got to have someone, haven't they? Who's got to step into Greg Hancock's mantle, and uh, he looks to be the the best option at the moment. I think. Mm. Well, I think we've talked more than enough about team from the black country we haven't mentioned crowdy what you're <laughs> <laughs> you've mentioned them twice i think you need to wash out your mouth out with water but anyway. <laughs> um so yeah i mean everybody put your opinions on matches that you've seen this week um were you there at the newcastle um paul match which what was it 61 29 29 that can't, yeah. Did anybody stop to watch the second? Match? I hope they did. Well, certainly, I think. Uh, I mean, it's definitely the, from what I've read, it's the the best crowd they've had there this season by some distance. So the, the people up there really did sort of, you know, answer the call. To be honest, but same with Birmingham, it's got to be every week. Mm. You know, it's no good to say oh, I've done I've done one meeting just to not feel guilty about it. I know obviously people have different circumstances like work and things like that, which you, sometimes you can't get. Sometimes you can't legislate floor but um it was good to see quite a few people actually at Perry Bar last week that I haven't seen since before COVID. Yeah and, so. and, and hopefully they will have had a good time. <coughs> they should have had a good time. It was a fantastic meeting. At one point I thought we was gonna run away with it but then uh, I thought towards started. I thought towards the end Kent we're gonna pinch it to be yeah, honest. I did as well, well towards the end. I thought I don't I didn't oh, we well, have lice. I didn't think I didn't think they would have deserved it if they had. Because I think over the course of the meeting, Birmingham were the, were the better side. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but as I say, it was, like I said, it was the perfect meeting, wasn't it? Big crowd, you know, last eight decider, some good racing and a home win. So mm-hmm. It was good to see um, Ashley Morris uh, keeping up his form from the previous week. Yeah. Um, obviously getting that heat 15 and going past Scott Nichols. Yeah. That was, um, <laughs> I think that was the second time he did it that night as well. It was, yeah. Um, he needs it. He he deserves a a place on in the top league, doesn't he? The way the sort of form he's showing at the moment. Mm. I mean, you know, there are other riders that he's better than I would have thought up in that. It's where he's going to go, I suppose, isn't it? So star thing. Oh, maybe Kings Lindley are looking for a rider. Well, I've sold everybody else, haven't <laughs> yeah, they? So. Well, that's true. That's true. I'm uh, just about to download the um, tables. Ready. Okay. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. okay. Is that what you're no doing? comments on there for a bit, so okay. just uh, don't worry about God, it. God, what are we going to do? We've got nothing to talk about now. Yeah. <laughs> Having said that, there are some matches coming up. Yep, there's so, some matches tonight, of course, we should... Uh, yeah, oh, gosh, yes, yes, Yeah, yes. I'll make sure I get the right ones this week as well, so... Yeah. After last week's uh, embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> of course, these are two results that were on the Prediction League, so they'll be added up as, uh, as and when... Uh, you get the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so the first one is Kent against uh, Edinburgh. And it's currently 45-38 in favour of the home side. So they've so won then, Kent haven't Kent have yep. won. Yep. Try Battler unbeaten from his uh, four rides. Yep. They've lost Dan Jokes. Dan Jokes obviously fell and, fell and uh, has withdrawn from the meeting in his... Uh, First ride, so we wish him well. Yeah, he's another rider. He impressed me at Perry Bar last week. I must right. do it. And, you know, Absolutely. I think I don't he's know, got I, a big future. Yeah, in that first eight, I mean, he had a massive lead, didn't he? I don't know how Paco mm. managed to, he suddenly He looked like he was completely yeah. out of it, didn't he? And then suddenly, pff, he's right there. So yeah. it was... Uh, Paco had another good... Yeah, Paco rode... Well, I mean, I spoke to him afterwards. He was really buzzing, wasn't he? He's, he's, yeah. it's, the thing with Paco is he's a confidence rider, isn't he? If he's... When he gets, when he's confident, he's capable of beating anybody in that league, and he's a great character as well. You know, he's the sort of person that you really want on your side in the pits, isn't he? So, and, uh, Dylan Spuddy Hodgett says the only thing with Ash is he's fantastic at Perry Bar, but that fantastic result the other night came after failing to score at Leicester a few days ago. Well, he wasn't the only, the one. only one that was no. bad at Leicester. So, uh, and of course, I think the meeting at Berwick that we won right at the beginning of the season. Hey, guys, we've had an away win. Mm-hmm. Um, he caught, I think he scored quite well in that, didn't they? Yeah. So, yeah. And the other meeting tonight is currently Plymouth 34, Redcar 31. And that's after heat 11. What was that again, sorry? Plymouth 34, Redcar 31. That's close. Plymouth are sort of starting to... Get better, I yeah. Think, beyond the Pedersen's unbeaten from his three rides, uh, Jackson Crump's picked up five points from three rides. He rode well for Ipswich on um mm-hmm. Monday night as well. So, you know, now that he's had a bit of a run without any knocks, hopefully, uh, <coughs> Crumpy can start showing some good form in the closing weeks of the campaign. That would be nice, be it nice would be, yeah, it was, nice to yeah, see yeah it would be, yeah, it was, it was, you know, as I say, it was painful watching him struggle the way it was earlier in the season. There's a lot of love for. Crumpy in this country, I think. Yeah, he's you know he's always. I mean, he was born in Bristol, wasn't he? So, mm-hmm. you know, don't don't tell him he's English because he won't be very pleased if you do tell him he's English. But uh, he's uh, no, he's, I mean, he was always is, a great. Is Bristol sir. English? I'm not. 
No, it's Wells, isn't it? Moy Lover. No, he's always been a great. You know, he's always been a great advocate for British speed, wasn't he, Crumpy? And you know, obviously, the last couple of years of his you know career before he obviously decided not to to race in the UK. But um, you know, he's a fantastic. He's one of those rods, I think, who if he'd have ridden in any year at the top at the top of his game, he would mm. have been very very successful. You know, and to win three world championships in an era that included the likes of Rick Hartson and, and Pedersen at their prime mm-hmm. takes some doing to be honest absolutely uh, so would you like to read out uh, this? I, I haven't seen this name before Darren Pencock right okay uh, there's um, a lot of clubs uh, struggling for money and survival just the thought I've had why not have five man teams or max six man less wages to play racing suits and so on every little saving must help and before anyone says five-man teams won't work, it works fine in Denmark. Yeah, they've done it in Denmark for a long time, like, mm. haven't they? Thoughts? I, wonder whether, I wondered actually at the start of the season whether they might be tempted to do something like that, to be honest, particularly in the top flight with only the six teams. Um, but, I don't know. It I'd makes less... The, the, I mean, I can see the, the, the pros and the cons for it. Less yeah. of a spectacle. There's... Less spaces for riders to fill, yeah, which might mean you wouldn't have to do the doubling up, mm-hmm. which would, I think, would be you know good. Or, but then they're not going to get as many matches, yeah, so they're going to hear a lot so. of people popping champagne. Course, the thought of doubling up being got rid of, to be mm-hmm. honest. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> it, it, each each plus has got a minus yeah. associated with it. Would the crowds turn up for five-man teams as opposed to seven-man teams? I don't know. Um, and the promoters won't know that, so that would be quite a big step to take. It would be, yeah. yeah. I'm not so sure whether it would... Whether they would... Not so sure, not, not so much whether it would work. I'm not so sure whether the promoters in this country would be willing to do that, to be honest. I know there was a, a period, was it 97, 98, when there were six-man teams in the league and that only lasted for a couple of years and then they went back to the seven teams, which I suppose really is the traditional number, isn't it? So, mm, mm. and also, would it cost you less, or would those five men in that team or six men be saying, "Well, we want a bit more"? Mm, that's always going to be the problem, <laughs> isn't it? So, I mean, I don't know whether that's what would, ha- would happen, but um, okay. Uh, Alfie Botel has been the star for Plymouth this season so far, and Zane Callagher is fantastic. Yeah, he's having a really good season. Alfie Botel mm. he's, he's really, uh, really impressed me. Good, good little rider. Yeah, guessed it for us a couple of weeks ago, and was certainly on the pace. Right. So, he's, uh, obviously, he knows Mumble well from from when he rode there for Cradling. yeah for that yeah. team down the road. So, <laughs> I just thought I'd say it for you so that you didn't have to say it again. I said, <laughs> How much I help you? Uh, Dylan also says if you haven't saw Paul Bowen's video on his YouTube, I'll check it out. He talks about why he thinks the British speed's failing. Uh, it's a really good video, very informative, and he's hit the two. So that's Paul Bowen. I will check it out. Um, yeah, check I, that I, one out, yeah. To be honest, I think we could all quote Manor and verse about why we think British Speedway is failing. I think we all pretty much know that, don't we? Yeah. What's more in difficult is to work out how to how stop, to it, from stop it from failing. Yeah. yeah. Which is the important bit, but maybe he talks about many, that. There stuff. are many sports where every week it's that's how can we change? It almost, that, it, almost in some way, it almost in some ways feel like the people at the top try to avoid having the conversation mm. you know I suppose if you if you put your head in the sand long enough then that's that's always going to be right I mean everybody you know we've known for years that there has been 
problems in Speedway. A lot of missed opportunities over the years, I think, as well. Mm. And cricket seems to have done well. Resurgence. The 100. The 100, yeah. 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 Looks well, it must look interesting for you to be talking exactly. about cricket because you I can't stand cricket. <laughs> and when you came in tonight dressed as an old that... Uh, Dave Twain, tw- or even Twine. <laughs> Never the Twain. <laughs> Never the Twain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did a funny. You sort of did. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Watch the Swedish, always disappear, and Danish on TV, bit lame compared to British racing. Okay, that, that's interesting, because saying bit lame compared to British racing, when one of the, the main criticisms is that British racing isn't very good. A lot of, you know, that's what a lot of supporters say, and that, that used to be better. I actually you know, think it's better you know now than it used last, to be. Last season, obviously, with having no British racing, I did watch quite a bit of the Polish league, and mm. it wasn't the, the racing wasn't that great, I don't think, to be honest. I mean, it's played out in front of bigger crowds. Yeah, good crowds. Very good crowds. Mm-hmm. But I didn't particularly find the racing much that much better than what you see in the UK, to be honest. I think a lot of it really is with his atmosphere in, in the stadiums. I think mm. if you've got a good meeting where there's a where there's a great atmosphere in the stadium, it can make a an average meeting seem like a like a better meeting. To be honest, well, all I can say is that um, can't complain at the racing I've seen at Perry Bar this year. No, I actually couldn't even complain at the racing I saw at Leicester, other than it was always us getting past and getting beat. But there were some good races, particularly with uh, Chris Harris. Um, Spuddy says it was a good, decent crowd at Mama last night. Yeah, it was a decent crowd to be honest. Considering the that that's always the the conundrum, really, isn't it? When if, if the weather's a little bit dodgy, then people might think, oh, whether to mm-hmm. whether to risk it. Well, I suppose I mean I've had this conversation with my dad, and you know one of the one of the suppose one of the perks about the fact that people can now pre-order their tickets is that I suppose if you've already bought your ticket. You're more inclined to go, regardless of what the of what the forecast is. To be Possibly. honest, yeah. yeah do yeah. you think people will still carry on doing that, or go back to? Oh well, I'll pay on the go. No, I've, to be honest, I mean, what, I can only really comment on my experiences mm. at Mumba, but you know, there does seem to be still a, a, a huge number of people that are using the the option to pre-buy your tickets. Okay. Is that still the case at Birmingham? Or? Well, I don't know. I've got no way of knowing, really. But um, oh, no, because you don't pay, do you? So. No, because <laughs> you're on the staff. <laughs> a special day, 24th of September. Yeah, Barney Pedersen's no, last... No, 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 no. It's my no. birthday. Is it really? Oh, right, <laughs> it's also Barney <beyond laughs> Pedersen's final lap, so... Don't buy. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um... Uh, Okay, Darren Pencock, would you like to read his out for us, really? Okay, so there are pluses and minuses for my suggestion. But something needs to be done before it's too late. Like you guys said, I don't think the promoters are willing to try anything just in case it doesn't work. I think think there is a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Well, the classic example was a couple of years ago with the promotion relegation. Yeah. They tried it once, it had a few problems, so they just thought, well, it doesn't work, get rid of it. It's Mm. what they do all the time. Find out what, find out why it's not working, then maybe you know look at exactly what did work, what worked, and why didn't it work? Yeah. How do we make it work? But yeah. I think it's it's pretty clear you that can't, just, you can't expect to try a new thing yeah. and expect it to work perfectly the f- first time. Yeah. And there was a lot of interest. I mean, what did work that year that was that there was a lot of interest in that promotion relegation match. It was. There was a lot of people that were thinking, mm, Sheffield could... Um, I know I know. ultimately it was 
very one-sided. Very one-sided. The racing wasn't particularly great in either meeting, unfortunately. Mm. But that yeah, happens sometimes. It's got, yeah, it's it's got something. You know, it's got something to, and you know, with the way that the leagues have been brought more together in recent years, then who's to say, you know. I mean, some of the top teams in the championship, I think, would have a good chance of beating Kingsland. To be honest, if if things work out as they they look like they're going to, and Kingsland finish bottom, which mm. does look likely, unfortunately for them. Uh, Lawrence is uh, confirming that they're still selling online tickets at Birmingham through Try Booking. Yeah, and uh, Dylan Spuddy says he's looking forward to a trip to Perry Bar. I hope you're bringing your other half, because uh, she can come and see a proper speedway team. Uh, well, Paul. <laughs> no, that was. I, I, I have to apologise for that one. Well, that was. No. That was a. That was completely out of order for me. That was completely out of character as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I can catch some good racing and catch up with Stefan. Nielsen, what was that? <laughs> uh, any idea when Paul are there? I don't have any idea. Oh, uh, Lawrence. What money does that? <laughs> well, this is already uh, proper. It's still to be arranged as we are both Wednesday tracks. Yeah. We go there on a Sunday. Yeah. We ought to start doing our predictions, I think, for this week, shouldn't we? We've only got, got 11 minutes, so we better get We moving. certainly had to. Have you got the, got the, the fixture list? The ta- I've got the tables. Okay. What, um, Let's put the tables up first. So okay. Look at the tables. I'll let you um, uh, describe the table. It's sort of red and yellow. Yeah. <laughs> With a little bit of green involved as well. So. <laughs> So I'm, I'm sort of like ninth position. Uh, top position, Simon Corbett. Then comes John Bird, Matt Book, Dave Twine, Dylan Spuddy Hodgetts, Elliot Young, Craig Smee, Chris Brown, Hero, Ben Clifton, Brian Buck, Jeff Daniels, Darren Garner, Darren Pennock, Richard Langston, and Rogers at the bottom. You can't miss that Lawrence Fielding, but yeah, not to worry. They're those that can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, then let's put the. Uh, so, yeah, for those of you uh, that don't know, we do this every week. Um, we look at the results and we make predictions. I haven't got it up yet. So, you guys put yeah. your predictions up on the shout box and so on. Um, and we've got a little league table going. You can, if you've never taken part before, there's nothing to stop you joining us now. And making yourself look as much of an idiot as we do. There was some interesting results, I thought, last week. I think, didn't Edinburgh lose at Berwick? Did I say that? Mm -hmm. I don't think think we um, picked, I think we predicted that, did we? Yeah. Mm. Fairness, there were a lot. There were a lot of me points that were lost through meetings being rained off, mm. weren't they? So and last, I think last Friday in particular was a complete washout, wasn't it? So I might, I might start saying rain off, rain off, rain off. Yeah, that's my prediction. I'm probably win if I do. You probably win about anyway, <laughs> like thirty points, yeah. wouldn't you, sir? Okay, so the okay. first one is tomorrow's meeting: Birmingham against Leicester. You can go first. I'll go Leicester by. You. Ten. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll go Leicester by four. Goodness me. Birmingham by 14 now. <laughs> 40? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Birmingham by six. There you go. Okay, so the second one is Kingsland against Peterborough in the Championship. In the Premiership. Premiership even. That will be up to you, Webby. 
Oh, ooh, okay. I'll go Kingsley by four. There you go. I'm going to say Peterborough by four. Yeah, I'm going to say Peterborough by ten. Uh, Sheffield versus Wolverhampton. You guys don't very often do well at Sheffield, do you? We don't ride there very often, no. to be honest. So we haven't been there for. Obviously, no. we were up there early in the season and lost. Sheffield, Sheffield had a good win, didn't they, at Ipswich mm. on uh, on Monday, and they they do seem to be finding a bit of form now. So I'm going to reluctantly go. Well, hold Sheffield on, by... hold on, hold on. It's not your turn, oh. young man. Go on then. <laughs> I'm going to say Sheffield by six. That's what I was going to say. So. <laughs> you still can. Yep. Hmm, okay, I'll go uh, Wolverhampton by four. How about that? You just made. I like that. You yeah. just you just made Matt smile, and it's not. I don't agree with you, but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Edinburgh versus Plymouth. Over to you, sir. Edinburgh by fourteen. Edinburgh by ten. Edinburgh by 12. I was going to say 14, but I'm... That's a long goal trip if you're a Plymouth fan, isn't it, that? Yeah, yeah it's in our Glasgow versus Birmingham. Ooh. I'm going to go for a Birmingham win. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by two. Oh, well. You'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? This is the first time I've predicted a Birmingham loss all season, so um, I'm going to say Glasgow by four. 14. I'll go Glasgow by 10. Glasgow do seem to have gone off the ball a little bit, don't mm. they? But I think, I think they'll be too strong for... hope I'm wrong. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Lawrence. I'm, I hope I can still work at the track tomorrow. <laughs> work? <coughs> work. <laughs> Scunthorpe versus Redcar. Uh, that's down to me, isn't it? Um, Is it? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Oh no, have you done your. You haven't done the Glasgow Birmingham prediction, have you? Yeah, I went Glasgow by 10. Okay, so it is down to me. Okay. Scunthorpe <coughs> versus Redcar. Um, hmm. Scunthorpe by 8. Scunthorpe by 6. I'll go 50 40, Scunthorpe. Uh, Berwick Plymouth. And that's for you. <laughs> Berry by 10. <laughs> you surprised yourself there. Yeah. <laughs> Berry by 10, yeah. Uh, I'll go Berry by 10 as well. I'm going to say Berry by 14. Uh, Leicester versus Eastbourne. That's going to be a match, isn't it? Mm. We had a draw. Should we have a draw? Nah, we won't have a draw. I'll have 44 46. Two points, two. Eastbourne. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to say the same. I'm going to say a draw. I have to get at least one in. Yeah. Uh, we won't be doing the British Youth Championship. Uh, I've, shame because I don't, can't remember who's in there now. Yeah. Um, Newcastle versus Glasgow in the Championship. Mm. Who was the last one to answer that? The Scunthorpe one. Was it me? Yeah, it was me. Though. So that's my go then, isn't it? Um, Newcastle versus Glasgow. Oh, God. I fear for Newcastle. Um, Glasgow by 10. Yeah, Glasgow by 12. Glasgow by 10. Redcar versus Plymouth. 
Red card by 12. Red card by 10. Mm, red card by 14. Okay. Kent versus... We're not doing the British final. We might do it at the end. Yeah, we've got time. Uh, Kent versus Berwick. Uh, that would be for you. Oh, I'll go. Oh, Kent. Uh, I'll go Berwick by four. I'm going to go Kent by ten. Kent by six. And the last one, Plymouth, Plymouth against Scunthorpe versus Scunthorpe. Uh, that down to me, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Plymouth versus Scunthorpe. Gosh. Draw. Plymouth by two. Uh, Scunthorpe by two. <laughs> We've got every single result. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Should we have the British final as a four-pointer or something, or you know, make it a bit more interesting? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So what we're going to do? We're going to just choose a winner. The winner. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say Adam Ellis going to chuck it out there I'm tempted to say Adam Ellis to be honest because he's running well at the moment mm. but I'm going to go for the home man Dan Bueller I'll mm. go for Adam Ellis okie dokie it, it was, certainly wouldn't shock me if Adam won it because he's running well enough to win it but yeah, I'd, yeah no, I'd, no I'll stick with Dan Bueller okay oh, okay. yeah, I, I, I mean he's the favourite yeah that also so. gives the people get a chance to get a few points on the boards mm. as well, didn't it? Uh, most people so far are saying Dan Bewley. Mm. Uh, oh, we've got another Simon, draw. Simon's gone for Adam Ellis, I noticed, mm. yeah. yeah. He seems to be coming under the radar a little bit as well for a lot of people. Yeah. Obviously not us and... Yeah. Um, right, so we've got, what, five, four minutes to go? Yeah. I hope to see lots and lots of people down at Birmingham tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and they'll all be wearing red and yellow, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, was it a good? Was it a good enough crowd last week? Was it? I think it was a great crowd last yeah. week. I thought it. Yeah, was, it was I, I thought it's the best crowd I've seen at Perry, Perry Bar for a long, long time. Mm. Um, and quite a there was a, there was an atmosphere about the place as well. There was quite a party atmosphere. I there was, yeah. Yeah, as I said before, I mean, don't, don't underestimate what that can do for the riders. If there's a, a fantastic atmosphere in the stadium, it's something to to feed off. You can, you can either feed off it or you can be intimidated mm. by it. And I think the Birmingham riders fed off it. They did, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, that, they were playing their part, wasn't they? Really yeah. Well. yeah. I mean, you've got someone like Bomber in the team. I mean, Bomber's, you know, the architect for feeding off a fantastic mm. atmosphere. It, it was it was really good. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Danny King... Didn't cause a shock and pop out. No, it wouldn't. Win. It wouldn't, to be honest. He's a rider that's capable of doing it. And he has won there before, of course. He won there four years ago, I think. Of course, we haven't, Mike, made, we haven't Mike. mentioned the current. Stop playing with that pen. It's driving me up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Keep looking, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Rory, oh, I think you're going to mention Rory Schleim, weren't you? The holder. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's something that, you know, I mean, he is the, the holder. Uh, be a different experience this year than to when he won it with no, no fans crowd there. and right at the end of the season. Mm. So. 
Lawrence wants to let everybody know that there's going to be a track walk again tomorrow, which I believe, and I'm sure he'll um, correct me, uh, is at 6.30. And then it, the, there will be kids' games in the cent and Centre Green experience, yeah. um, which all went down really, really well last week. Uh, and the, the number of kids that we had playing football was, I thought, are we going to get this finished in time for us to start the match? But yeah, we did. And uh, Wendy wants to know that some will be in yellow and red. Hmm? So there you go. Okay. says, with the Ottawa not running the league this season, Birmingham are the only club offering something different. So hopefully that works and gets people back. Sounded fantastic last week with the track walk and the centre green stuff. Fantastic to see. Yeah, I mean, they've done that before, haven't they, Birmingham, so... Yeah, yeah, we did it when we was in the National League. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And thank you for the kind words from Anders Carlberg. He says, yes. uh, thanks for an awesome show, mates. Oh, I must be Australian. <laughs> I wish we had something similar in Sweden. Surely, surely with an ad like Carlsberg, he's Danish. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've, prob I've, pro I've probably just insulted him. I'm really sorry, yeah. Anders. If the speedboats haven't made shows... <laughs> It's a joke there somewhere. You'll find it by next week. There we go. Okay. Right, I'm going to move that pen over there. It's a bit late now, but hello. Um, right on cue. Yep. Thank you very much for taking part in tonight's show, and I think I've disappeared. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking part in tonight's show. What's going on? I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, thank you very much. See you all next week. Bye bye from me. Bye bye from him. Good night. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>